Robert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the DVC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 152 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Trevor and Damon. What's up, guys? Hey. Hello. It seems Feels like, like I, have I, have a lot of, I have a lot of free time this episode. <laughs> I looked at the thing and was like, gosh darn it, there's not actually even one thing. Maybe the food, maybe. But Tom wrote in there that might not even get to it. Oh, if you want to talk about the food, I mean, we can, I, I we mean, can, we can bump it saying. up. I have two monitors now. Like, I got a lot I can, can accomplish here. I'm very I, excited. I, I thought you might be interested in the in the uh, lightsaber training for Galactic Star uh, Cruiser, but no, 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 because I'm not I'm not interested in the Star Cruiser until I feel comfortable going. So until you feel okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's I, fair. I was I was interested in that pin, the the Gizmo Duck pin. Oh, that somebody sent in our group, yeah, from uh, yeah, from like, Destination D23, yeah. But but I I looked where did they get it from in terms of like I, I looked on eBay because you know, you know I wouldn't mind one. sell it on eBay. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't mind buying one on eBay, right? Like. Yeah. But I didn't see it on eBay, and I was actually kind of surprised I didn't see it on eBay. Speaking of eBay, and I, I'll, I'll get into this in my review here, in my uh, trip report here, but uh, there, there's some like trading cards that they give out at Space Two Twenty if you uh, order certain drinks, like, and they're like sealed, you know, trading cards. And I was posting, everybody gave them to me. They were like, oh, you can give them out on the podcast. I'm like, who's going to want these trading cards? And then somebody in the group was like, look at what they're going for on eBay. And I looked at what they were going for on eBay. And these stupid free trading cards were like $50 plus people were selling these for on eBay. That's crazy. And I was, now given there were no bids on most of them. So I was like, I don't know what the real value is here, (laughs) you know, but I was like, wow, $50 for these that's a lot trading but, cards yeah but, but before we get too into it too my my uh i rented my points i got my first payment so we're gonna talk about that what two shows from now wait three shows from now three one two three three shows not this show now. not the next show but the one after that show okay yeah. right yeah yeah <laughs> episode 154 yeah there we go That's but anyway yeah so the next episode, to your point, Damon, the next episode we're going to have uh, our, let's call it our post-Thanksgiving episode. We're going to have uh, Derek on from DVC Resale Market, and then... Wait, no Marissa? Her name from Monera. No, no Marissa this time, just Derek, oh, I think. Man. I don't know, maybe Marissa is coming. Derek did not mention <laughs> it. Uh, but, I mean, maybe she's coming. We'll see. And then uh, we have Sandra coming from Monera Financial. So... So yeah, so if anybody has any questions for for Derek or Sandra about Monera or DVC, there's going to be a lot of Disney nerd episodes coming up. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, I mean that's That's good. We we need that every once in a while. Yeah, it's the holidays, and you know a lot of people will be traveling and doing other stuff. So, Um, and there probably won't be a ton of news. uh, Although this is, um, you know, there's there was a news dump uh, this weekend because of Destination D twenty three, but. yeah, so that's what we're going to do. So please send us your questions. We want to ask them fan questions. Otherwise, I'm just going to come up with questions, and the guys are going to come up with questions. We'd rather answer your questions. I'm not going to come up with any questions, just so you know. Okay, that's thanks, Damon. You're very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would you expect any less, though? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Okay, and I don't good. think the fans would either. So that's, good, good <laughs> that's what I like to hear. <laughs> it must be nice to just have no expectations at all, Damon. It's, it's, <laughs> you know... It is, actually. I have to say, though, it, it's only possible with the work of Trevor and Tom that I can keep my expectations so low. You know, they don't make me carry too much of the burden, which is good. But it keeps me light and free. It does. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. To to lob uh, to lob truth bombs at us, right? <laughs> you know, it, it, it's one of those things where you know they talk about you know keeping your mind free so you can have new ideas, right? I like if it, I was yeah. bogged down, I wouldn't have ideas. I'd just be bogged down in the minutia of news, like we, Tom is. Yeah, yeah. We wouldn't no, get those hot takes. Yeah, we need you, we need those hot takes from you. Yeah. Well, I think the other thing is I'm slowly going to morph into this, you know, DVC rental slash Vero slash Hilton head, you know, just knowledge connoisseur, and and that will be where I fit. Okay. Yeah, that's we kind need of that. what my goal is. That's your goal. <laughs> well, my goal might be to never go back to Disney World again. I don't know. That's, Maybe that's a goal. That's crazy. <laughs> I, I've already got all of my money, though, out of my contracts. Like, I'm free. I'm free to do what I wish. It's not even like a money thing, though. It's like, why, why, I, you know, why wouldn't you want to go back? <laughs> like, that's, that's the, the, that's the question, I guess. I don't know. We'll see how nice Vero is. <laughs> it, it, you know, right, it, it gets, it gets into this whole thing of as your kids get older, you know, it's just, it's different. Like going to Disney is a little bit more, um, work where it's really nice when your kids get older and have personality and have dreams and have goals to just, ah, and talk. Relaxing stuff. Yeah. And, and, and talk and chat and kind of get everything out of that family situation. Disney's a little bit go, go, go. Even a relaxing Disney vacation still seems a little more go, go. And, you know, you kind of sometimes need to break from that, I feel like. I mean, we're still going to Universal right before we go to Vero, let me be honest with you. <laughs> but uh, Universal is its just a little different, right? I, I don't feel like I have to put as much energy into Universal. Okay. Yeah, so I'll, uh, is there anything you guys want to talk about before I get into my trip report? Since I just got back, I haven't talked no, about it. Let me just bring up my two browsers and what... No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right, so... Let's 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 get into this, right? So, uh, and you know, you guys obviously chime in as we go along here. I don't want to be the only one talking. So, uh, so we got to obviously. I, I think I told everybody we were doing the cabin, right? So, unfortunately, on the way down, it was kind of like a nightmare of traffic and rain. It was it was raining pretty good when we came in. Uh, so we got we didn't get there till like six o'clock, which we had kind of planned on getting there. Like I think our room was ready like four thirty. Which was pretty early, I thought. Uh, actually, it might have been a little earlier then. It might have been like 3.30, because I think we, we left my mom's house right right when we got the message that it was ready to go. Uh, and so we actually got uh, the cabin. So, And I, I guess I didn't realize this. There's like a private parking lot for the cabins, right? And it's there's one off to the right. Uh, and so we actually... And our room was right off to the right. But it was also like literally directly across from the, the parking lot, right? So even though it was raining... We were like right there, um, but because it was raining, I still brought my bags to the uh, to you know to the concierge and everything, and, and had them pick it up. But then once we actually got to the parking lot, I was like, "Oh, this is stupid." We were literally like fifty steps away from, <laughs> from the parking lot. <laughs> you should have just door. you should have yeah. just brought your stuff with you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. But it was raining, and we were just kind of like, "All right, let's just drop the bags off," right? Because we didn't know how long the walk was going to be, right? So it's just a tiny little parking lot. The funny thing was, though, that we get to the parking lot, and there is it's gated, right? It's got it's got a gate. So <laughs> I go, and you have to scan your magic band to like confirm that you're staying there, right? So I go to scan my magic band, and my magic bands are not working for this reservation for whatever reason. So <laughs> I can't get the gate to open. 
So I, there's a call button. I keep pushing the call button. Nobody's answering. And I'm like, well, great. What am I going to do now? So I actually got the idea to pull up, uh, to pull up a room unlock on my phone. Not sure if it was going to work in this, you know, case. I, I assumed that it was kind of a similar system. So I pulled up the room unlock on my phone and I scanned that and that worked. And so it got me into the parking lot. Uh, but yeah, we had an issue with our magic bands just not working for whatever reason for that reservation. So. I don't know. Kind of odd. Did did you get it fixed or what? We did. They, oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, we did. We got it fixed. And actually, nobody on our reservation, because we had my sister and my brother-in-law on the reservation too, and their magic bands didn't work either. So <laughs> for some reason, the magic bands just weren't working with that reservation. Don't know why. I also, funny, kind of a funny story. So I think I've told everybody on here before that my DVC guide is also a good friend of mine uh for that i've known for a long time just recently got rehired by by uh by dbc back in her role and so my wife while we're pulling up she's getting a call and she says she says it says dvc on the on the mat on the uh caller id and i'm like why would dvc be calling us like that's really weird and i was like just let it go to voicemail like we were in the middle of getting our bags out right and she goes she looks at me and she goes you don't think it's your friend calling right and i'm like no why would she call from dvc and sure enough, we listened to the voicemail, and it just turns out that my friend, again, who's also my guide, uh, was was at was working at Wilderness Lodge while we were there. So it actually worked out well because we went over to the main lodge to go see my friend, and she was busy doing something else for a moment. So we, while we were waiting, we went and got the bands fixed. So, and we also went over to Geyser Point, uh, which is you know not that new at this point, but new that I haven't gone to it you know yet. Uh, to get some food, and that was really great. We got a whole bunch of food there. That was really good. We did carry out. Um, so, you know, we did mobile order and then, and then walked it out. Uh, but the cabins are ridiculous, right? <laughs> I mean, I think everybody knows this. The cabins are so nice. The view is amazing. The Just the design of them is is great. I think they're like 1,700 square feet. They're the really, really just very, very nice rooms. Uh, really nice kitchen, just like a nice, uh, a fake fireplace, which we realized didn't seem to put out any heat at all, but it was nicely decorative. Like that's, we didn't really care that much. I did. It's, it's interesting that there are only two bedrooms. Uh, so it's, it's there are only two bedroom cabins. Uh, but they can sleep a lot more because they, they have the pullout couch and, you know, they have the, they have one of those chairs that turns into a bed. Which was actually kind of funny at one point because my wife and I were dragging a little bit. We had well, got up at like five o'clock in the morning, driven, you know, all the way from North Carolina there. So we were a little tired. And my my sister and brother in law were were out at dinner. They were doing the California Grill thing, uh, you know, the special anniversary dinner. And uh, so we wanted to stay up for them to get back because they weren't going to get back till like eight o'clock uh, or eleven o'clock. And so we were getting a little tired. So we were just hanging out in the living room watching, you know, whatever on TV. <laughs> and uh, I, I said to my wife, I was like, "Listen, if you're tired, just turn that chair into a bed and just lay on that lay on the chair right in the living room there." So that's what she ended up doing. She just was like laying on this, you know, pull out chair bed for a little while. Um, but we made good use of the private hot tub, which was fantastic. Really, it held. It holds like. It says it only holds like four people, but it holds like, you know, five or six. But uh, then when they started doing the fireworks at Magic Kingdom, they actually have there's like a little knob by the by the uh, hot tub where you can turn on the music and there's always music playing. So they always have some sort of music playing. But obviously, when the fireworks come on, they play the fireworks music, which was great. Uh, and so that was a lot of fun. And then electrical water parade, uh, water parade. So um, that came right in front of we, we actually watched that from uh, the, the, the closed in area from the porch of the cabin, 
which you know when we talked about this before uh you know the, the 50th anniversary stuff that they were doing i thought it was just like one barge they turned all the barges into 50th anniversary and it's like it looks amazing it, it, they did a really great job with it and they also like i don't think that they were doing this before because i don't remember but they could have been but they weren't put piping the music through the speakers. They just, you know, were piping everything through the speakers on the floats. And they were they were specifically calling out the resort that you were at. So they were, they were like, Wilderness Lodge, you know, the 50th anniversary. And like, you know, doing like a whole thing there. So that was interesting. But it was it was cool to kind of watch it from there. Yeah. I don't remember ever hearing anything like that at the Polynesian. Yeah. Like they were every resort they went to, they specifically called out that resort, which I was like, that's really interesting. Yeah. That's I didn't think that they were doing that before, but they did, so that was cool. Um so, you know, that was really our time in the cabin. Cabin was amazing, really great. We had a really great time there. I wish we could have stayed longer than we did. Uh, you know, we stayed up as late as we could and, and got some breakfast over at um at uh Roaring Fork, uh, you know, did some takeout breakfast. Uh didn't see a single soul walking from the cabins to Roaring Fork, but the ones I got there there was a whole bunch of people waiting for breakfast, obviously. So, uh, but it was it was it felt oddly quiet. So we didn't get a we didn't like you know rope drop or anything. First day we went to Magic Kingdom. We didn't you know we didn't really get up early. We just kind of got there at nine thirty, which was you know which was fine. It wasn't like super late, right? The park opened at nine, although technically I think it opened at eight thirty for uh, resort guests, right? Because they're doing the early morning half hour early. Um, and it was crazy. <laughs> I, I, I have not seen crowds like that in quite a long time. I think it's the busiest I've gone to Disney in a long time. It was extraordinarily busy. I was a little, I was a little surprised. Now, given I shouldn't be surprised, right? It was a holiday. There was a race weekend the weekend before, so I shouldn't have been surprised at how busy it was. But it was, it was very busy. And then we had not activated our annual passes yet, so we had to go and go to guest relations. And the line for guest relations was really long, <laughs> like really long. We should have gotten them activated well beforehand. We just didn't think about it. Yeah, yeah. You actually should have probably gone to the TTC. Would have been faster. You're, you're probably right about that. But, you know, it's just something about taking that boat right from Wilderness Lodge over to <laughs> Magic Kingdom. But, yeah, yeah you're right. We, it's it fair. probably yeah. would have been way better. Um, it did move very fast. And we actually got to talking to a couple in front of us that were annual pass holders, also DVC members. So we talked to them for a little while. That was, that was nice. This is an older couple. They were, they were very cool. Uh, but I mean, the parks were, I mean, magic kingdom was packed. I mean, and I mean, packed, like it was really, it was very busy. Uh, so, but we started out, we went straight to Tomorrowland. We did get genie plus for this day. Uh, so I'll talk about genie plus. I, I have a lot of thoughts on it. Uh, but, we got Genie Plus. I actually had a problem buying it. It wouldn't let me buy it for whatever reason. So there was a little bit of an issue there buying it. Uh, but eventually I got it. We started in Tomorrowland because our first uh, our first Genie Plus reservation wasn't for until uh, a little bit later for Haunted Mansion. So we were just like, yeah, hey, let's go to Tomorrowland. So we wait. We uh, did standby for everything. So we did. Actually, no, wait. I take it back. I think we did. Did we do Buzz Lightyear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did we did Buzz as the first genie reservation, right? So it was like I think it was at like ten thirty. So we're like, all right, let's go do other stuff, right? So we went we did the standby for Space Mountain because it was like forty minutes. Wasn't bad. Uh really moved very quickly. Then we did People Mover, Carousel of Progress, which I posted a thing on on the Facebook group. We actually got stuck on Carousel of Progress. 
Um, I don't think anybody like got up and tried to like leave or whatever thing. It's I I heard something break. Like I I heard I heard something happen that sounded not good, you know, and it just stopped. And so we were halfway moving between scenes when it stopped, and uh, so we ended up actually having to rewatch the scene that we were stuck in. And then when they finally got it moving again, we had to rewatch. We we saw like. Uh, half of the next scene because I guess they can't just restart the scene, right? The scene just like goes, right? Oh, so, so, so the animatronics just play regardless of whether the ride yep. has moved. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of funny because we watched this the last scene twice all the way through, and we watched the the scene before it one and a half times. So, <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Uh, but you know that we we blew through Tomorrowland like pretty quickly. Uh, you know, it was it wasn't bad at all. Uh, and then we went over to Haunted Mansion. We did our genie reservation. It was looking like it was going to rain. And boy, did it rain. Uh, we we went to Big Thunder and started waiting online because it was like, I think it said 45 minutes. And, you know, truth be told, over the whole vacation, even though the parks were very busy, most of the lines were like 45 minutes to an hour. We usually waited like 30 to 40 minutes. So, like, it really wasn't that bad. The lines were moving. We were, you know, doing a lot of standby. And it really wasn't that bad. But... We went to Big Thunder. We're waiting in line. We're outside of the queue at this point, right? So, like, you know, the line is extending outside of the normal queue. It's into, like, the temporary kind of queue situation. You know, they've got the person at the end of the line with the with the sign that says, you know, wait from this point is 60 minutes or whatever. And then it starts pouring. <laughs> it just starts pouring. <laughs> so we all put on our ponchos. But it's, it's one of those rains where it's raining so hard that we're getting soaked through our ponchos. And... It was it was rough. So, but we decided to stick it out, right? So we decided to stick it out, and I mean, so much rain. There was rain coming. There was um literally like a a waterfall coming down the steps of Big Thunder. You know what I'm talking about? Like right when you go under like the sign oh. of Big Thunder, there's those steps right there. It was literally like a waterfall. Oh, so okay, yeah. Like so, the the path actually was just flooding at that yeah, point yeah oh, yeah wow. <laughs> it was yeah it was just pretty bad um but then we were thinking to ourselves okay because a lot of people bailed at that point right so a lot of people got out of line so all of a sudden now the line is is cooking right so we're moving pretty good and now we're thinking to ourselves wait a second we're gonna go on big thunder in the pouring rain uh that should be interesting <laughs> right so which it was it was a lot of fun actually but uh the thing that made me laugh the most was the cast member when we got you know like when you're standing online waiting for the next train to come up and uh, you know the cast member standing right there. I just this one cast member talking about. She's like, she's like, man, like I really wish it would thunder so we could just so I could be done for the day. It's just like I was like, all right, I get it. You know, you want to be done, but it was just funny that she was hoping for thunder, and it never actually thundered. Like there was no lightning or thunder; it was just rain. Uh, so they didn't close it, right? So, and I actually asked the person at the front. I said, well, like what amount of rain will make you close it? And she's like, well, we only close it if there's lightning. Or if it rains so hard that we can't see on the cameras. So those are the only times that we actually close it. So I guess neither one of those things happened. Uh, so then we went to, we did Splash Mountain, P- Pirates, uh, and the Tiki Room after. We actually did the Tiki Room specifically because it looked like it was going to rain again. So we were like, all right, let's hop in Tiki Room and maybe it'll pass by the time we're done with Tiki Room. Uh, but it didn't. And so then our bright idea is, oh, we're right by Jungle Cruise. Let's hop in the Jungle Cruise line. Most of it's covered. And, uh, you know, that way for rains, you know, it's, it's a long line, but it's going to rain and we'll, you know, we'll just, we'll just, uh, wait in, in, undercover. 
And uh, so it broke down, though, while we were in line. It, it actually, Jungle Cruise broke down, which I, I was like, what can break down on Jungle Cruise besides one of the boats? And the answer was one of the boats. Uh, one of the boats broke. And <laughs> <laughs> so we actually, what, what did you going to say? I said, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. But it was funny because I've never seen this before. We had, they had, um, they got the other boat all the way to the, to the dock, the one that broke. And they used one of the other boats to push it backwards into, I guess, the maintenance area, which was interesting to watch. But here's where the problem comes in with Lightning Lane, right? So we're in line. We're not that far away from the front, right? But because it's been broken down now for like a half hour and we've just been waiting in line. Now, given, listen, this was great because we were stayed out of the rain. We were covered the whole time while it was pouring rain. So it actually worked out in that respect. But... So we're standing there, and because there's a backup in the lightning lane, we realize that when it's like that, when there's a breakdown for a while, they basically let no standby people in. They just let all lightning lane people in until it was until it was uh, completely emptied out, and then they started letting standby people in there. So we started. We waited for like, oh gosh, probably well over an hour, which is probably the longest we've waited ever for anything at Disney because we just usually don't do standby lines that are that long. You know, we just avoid rides like that. So um, that being said, after the frustration of waiting and thinking about bailing on it like 10 times, we, you know, it's the Jingle Cruise right now, right? And it was fantastic. It was literally like about five minutes into it. We all like looked at each other. It was like, we were like, worth it. Totally worth it. Because the skipper we had was really funny. The The holiday jokes were excellent. And then the overlay was great. I mean, just the overlay is really well done. The new scenes that are part of it are great. Uh, they, there's a lot of really funny uh, new things that they do with some of the new scenes. So, I mean, even though the wait was a long time, like we laughed so hard on Jingle Cruise. We had such a good time. It's it's really the the new one is well done. And and we, I mean, even our skipper was like while we were going through the cave, he was like quietly and creepily singing a christmas song over the uh over the, the intercom oh, no. <laughs> yeah it was like he was singing i don't even remember what song it was but he was doing it in like a really low voice and it was so creepy and funny but um yeah it was great it was great um we did some popcorn at the confectionery the new popcorn thing so uh you know you got you can get candy in there and chocolate and all that fun stuff so we did that um i also had to laugh too because i we, we we made a stop at the bathroom on the way out, and um, when I walked in, there was a guy at at the urinal with a Mandalorian helmet on, just standing at the like a full on like they sell like you know the it's not movie quality obviously, but it's like a hundred some dollar Mandalorian helmet, and there's this guy just in the bathroom at the urinal just with the hat on, with the with the with the the helmet on, and I just it made me laugh so hard, just such an odd thing to see, you know, so. Uh, so we saw that, and then we hopped on the uh, the monorail, went to Epcot because it was only like seven or you know like seven thirty or so, and um, you know the that night uh, they closed at eight o'clock because of the Christmas party, uh, and we weren't doing the Christmas party, so we decided to head over to and with the masses of people that were headed to to Magic Kingdom, we were kind of glad that we weren't going to the Christmas party, even though it just, you know, it obviously looks worse than it is, right? So it, it looks way worse than it is. Um, so 
So anyway, so that was, uh, that was, you know, we went over to Epcot. We got lucky. We caught the train right as it came in both times. So like we got the express train right to the TTC and then hopped right on the, the Epcot monorail, which was great. It was really nice to ride the monorail to Epcot again. Like it's one of my favorite things at Disney is riding the Epcot monorail. Uh, but the beacons of magic on spaceship earth. Okay. The, the, the points of light, right? Best thing that Disney's ever done. I'm going to say it right now. I, I'm, it's a hot take, but I don't care. I stood there and I, I stood there in front of Spaceship Earth looking up at this, watching the show that they do on it with my mouth open, just like in sheer, like it was awe inspiring. It's, it's amazing. And I think if you ask anybody that's been since that, since, you know, they put this up, they would tell you it's like one of the best things. It is amazing. It's incredible. I, I, I don't know how else to put it. I think it's my favorite thing they've ever done. I, I just, it's, it's, it makes Spaceship Earth so much more cool and so much more magical and it's it's just amazing to watch we i could have stood there all night and watched it now so is it was it actually doing anything or was it just kind of cycling colors or so most of the time it cycles colors right but then there's like a like a i don't know how long it is or five or ten minutes every like every like 10 or 15 minutes they do like a a, like a full show that's like synced to match to uh music so yeah it it do it's it's so good <laughs> it's yeah so it's it's synced to the music and all the lights around the entrance are are synced into it as well and then just the the different things that they do and I took a couple videos of it I don't know if I posted them on Facebook or not but uh, man you just you have to be there to see it it's just it's so cool um even the people that were with us you know were like this is amazing <laughs> you know um very very cool i it just we we loved it so uh also, so we did Belgium. Uh, we for food and wine. I had myself a Belgian waffle. That was pretty good. Trevor, we had some poutine. Legit poutine though. It was legit. Okay, it was it okay. was just the, the gravy and it was the curds. And although they did throw some like Borson cheese on there too, because I think that booth is sponsored by Borson. But makes sense. Know. Yeah. Yeah. So they threw. So, I, so, so it's still legit, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> um, it was good. It was really good. In fact, we got that. And then they also had one that had like um. I think it's like beef brisket or something on it too, which I know is not traditional, but it was, that was really good too. Uh, And then you can have the non-traditional. It's just, I hate when they, they claim it's poutine, but there's more other stuff on it than, than actual poutine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. We also did the noodle, uh, the noodle station. There was like a, you know, like a place that had like a noodle stuff. Um, So we did that. Uh, we also did Club Cool and the Creation Shop. So Creation Shop is really nice. It's huge. First of all, it's just it feels gigantic. It feels way bigger than Mouse Gears was. Like it just if it, it's it's a very grand spot, and it's also like I think somebody described. I forget how they described it, but they made a joke about how modern modern it is, and it is. It's very modern, right? But it also has a lot of really cool Disney, you know, like feel to it, right? And it, it it's very Epcot. It feels very Epcot. Although you know, walking through it. Didn't find a single thing that I wanted. <laughs> I I was really I I've been trying to find an Epcot shirt that has the Epcot logo on it, and that's all I want, right? And I can't find that, and I don't understand why I can't find a T-shirt that just has the Epcot logo on it. Not even like spelling out Epcot. I mean, like that kind of um, I don't even know how you describe it. It's like uh, it's it almost looks like an atom kind of thing. You know what I mean? That that logo. Yeah. Yeah. The, the- I can't find it anywhere. Sounds like you have to just not 
go to Disney. <laughs> yeah, get it from get it from somewhere. Yeah. yeah. But you'd think they'd be selling everything with that logo on it, right? Like but they did have one thing that but it was a lot of the stuff was very like they were doing like an 80s like thing, right? So they were doing clothes that were felt very much like they were of the 80s, right? Which I get. I get why they're doing that. But one of them was like one of the the only thing I could find that had the logo on it was like a t-shirt that had a zippered pocket on the front of it. And I'm like, I'm not buying a t-shirt with a zippered pocket. That just looks stupid to me. <laughs> like, it just doesn't look good. In my mind. For me, anyway. Maybe maybe somebody cooler than me can pull it off. But I definitely would not be able to pull that shirt off. It just looked odd. But, anyway. Club cool. Important thing to talk about, right? So, we waited probably 15 minutes or so. Uh, we waited like 10 minutes outside and then they let you into the building and you wait again, which, you know, it's funny cause you don't think that you're, you think that after you wait outside that you're going to go right to one of the things, but that's not the case. So you wait outside and then there's another line inside where you wait for the, uh, for the actual, you know, uh, soda machines and they are one per party right now. Right. So same kind of thing. I'm happy to report that the floors are still sticky. <laughs> very sticky i actually talked to the girl that worked there about this i was like are the floors still sticky and she goes she goes you know i never worked at the old location but i heard that they were always really sticky and she goes you know she's like we steam clean these floors every night she's like i don't understand how they're always sticky and i'm like it's it's you know it's it's part of the club cool charm right yeah <laughs> so people have um, talent for making for spilling sticky. <laughs> yeah exactly so uh so yeah so I think the clear winner for us, the two clear winners, I would say, were uh, the was a cl- country club, which is like a creamsicle kind of soda, and everybody in our group really liked the cucumber sprite too. Uh, everyone was a big fan of the cucumber sprite. The worst one by far was a soda from China that tasted like they made it using like cigarette butts like it's it's yeah it was horrifically disgusting i don't know who could possibly even drink that like way worse than beverly like a million times worse than beverly it was really gross (laughs) so i I was gonna ask if if it was worse than beverly that's surprising yeah and unfortunately we didn't have anybody that we could get beverly you know uh you know trick into having beverly this time but what are you gonna do (laughs) so yeah, I mean, it was, dude, it was bad. I mean, you'll have to try it when you go, just to mm-hmm. try it, right? Just give it a sip. And But I literally, you know, typically I reuse cups at a Club Cool. You know, I don't like to waste a lot of cups, so I'll reuse the cups. After I drank that one, I was like, I need a new cup. There's no cleansing this cup. This cu- cup is now poisoned and needs to go away. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's so bad. So, so bad. Uh, but you know, Club Cool is really nice. The the new version is nice. I mean, it still has the charm of the first one. It's just and it's it's got some really cool features into it. Um, it's probably about the same size as the old one. It's 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 kind of smallish, but I mean, the old one wasn't exactly huge either. So, uh, but it was great. We we had fun, and there were some really good sodas there. We uh we 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 really liked a couple of them. So. So anyway, after that, we left Epcot. We drove. Uh, we took a, a a bus back to Wilderness Lodge. We grabbed our car. We drove over to Saratoga, which you know this is my first time staying at Saratoga. Uh, Saratoga is huge and confusing. I realized very quickly. <laughs> it's just, not that I hadn't been on property before because we'd been to the spa there, but like when you're trying to find your room, it's almost like you know different. You know, mm-hmm. um, and and the people we were with were staying at Saratoga as well, but they were in like 
when you first get in the gates of Saratoga, there's a right that you can make immediately that goes over to, oh gosh, it was a grandstand. They were staying in grandstand and we were in Congress Park, which is like literally the opposite side of the entire property. So, uh, so, but it's a big room, really big rooms, really like the, the refurb that they did. It's very nice, uh, really well put together. Um, I will say, so I, I ended up, and maybe this is just my wife and I being spoiled by having a king size bed at home, but the bed, the bed that was in there was a queen size bed. And we were just kind of like, yeah, we kind of want some more space to kind of like stretch out, you know? (laughs) So I ended up sleeping in the pull down from the wall. Very comfortable. Really, really nice. I, I really enjoyed sleeping in it. So I don't know if anybody else can relate to this. If it's just my wife and I, but we don't care. It was, we'd rather sleep better. So yeah, I mean, makes sense. I've, I, yeah. I I know what you mean. The the beds are definitely smaller when you you do have a king size bed, but yeah, we've always just sucked it up and and gone with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we do too. And, and the first night we 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 slept in in the king in the queen size together, and then the next day, my wife and I both kind of had the same revelation at the same time. It's like, how about we sleep separately? She's like, yeah, that's great. Like, let's because we just both didn't sleep great, you know. So we were like, all right, we have this other bed there. Why don't we go and use the other bed? So. So that's what we did. But it was comfortable. It was nice to check that out and try it. Uh, but yeah, everything was really, really nice. It was a nice resort. We were on the first floor. Uh, you know, so we, we were... And we also had an end of a, a room on the end. So I don't know if that meant our room was a little bit bigger or not. But it was, it was, uh, it was a good spot. So next day, Hollywood Studios. Uh, so, you know, and I didn't know this before going, by the way. I think they announced this like the week that we were going. But this was Disney Plus Day. Right, and so they decided to give everybody all the resort guests an hour early entry because they were giving Disney Plus subscribers a half hour early entry. So they extended it thirty minutes for resort guests to make it an hour early, hmm. which was great. Right, so we actually I decided because it was so early, I was like, why don't we drive there? I've, I've got we've got the car right here. You know, the nice benefit of Saratoga, the car is right outside our door. Let's just drive, right? So we drove over there. Uh, didn't really have any problems getting there. And we waited a half hour for Rise of the Resistance. We walked right to Rise of the Resistance, walked. I mean, we didn't even really wait. The line just constantly moved for 30 minutes, meaning I think we were just filling in all the available space. It just took us 30 minutes to get to the front of the line. You know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, so that was great. I mean, we got Rise of the Resistance done. We didn't have to wait a long time. We didn't have to do a lightning lane for it. We literally just went right over there we rope dropped it and we got pretty much right on which was great uh so we we had a lot of fun doing that uh we also right after that decided to go to smuggler's run since we were right there waited 30 minutes for that in the standby so got that knocked out uh we had our breakfast at ronto roasters which i'd never eaten there and that was that was actually delightful it was really really good breakfast there uh we, we met up with some friends as well that were that were also there we did a lightning lane reservation for tower of terror uh, we also did one for Toy Story, uh, and then we waited in the standby for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway uh, Railway, which was fun, uh, you know, as always. But I think we probably waited for that ride longer than anything else. We probably, I want to say we waited in the standby for 45 minutes or an hour, uh, something like that. I'm going to say this about Genie Plus. I was going to talk about this at the end and just kind of give a wrap up, right? So... I don't know if I can really make a judgment on this with how busy the park was. I don't know if it's... I mean, here's the thing. It was worth it with how busy the park was because we were able to get lightning lane reservations for the busiest rides, right? But the maximum we got was three. We never got more than three in a day. 
because the busiest rides were, you know, by the time we got to do a lightning lane for them, they were already like in the afternoon and it was still morning. You know what I mean? Now, something we've realized though, and I did not know this going in and, and you know, listen, this is a new system. So we're all still trying to figure it out. You can keep refreshing it and the times will change, right? So, oh, I was wondering yes. that. Yeah. So we, and, and, you know, I didn't know that at first, but now obviously I know that. But so like at one point, like Tower of Terror was not to like available to like six o'clock. Right. And then it was, and it was like 10. Right. So we're like, that's, that's crazy. Like, let's not do that. So, but then we kept refreshing it. And then all of a sudden a Tower of Terror popped up for like 11 for like a half hour from when it was. And I was like, oh, okay, well, let's grab it now. So hmm. it almost, it, it, it this yeah. is kind of the same thing that happened with the old FastPass system. It is. Or like it is. How, how you would walk reservations up. Yeah. Okay. It's really not all that different, honestly. <laughs> it's 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 not all that different. The biggest difference is that you're not scheduling them ahead of time. You're doing it day of, right? Yeah. And and that it costs money. Like those are really the big differences. You're still going through the same exact lane. You're scanning your bands the same exact way. Uh, it's essentially the same thing. And I, I also noticed too that, you know, the whole idea of it telling you what ride to go to next, when it's really busy in the park, it doesn't even bother. Cause like <laughs> there's no, I, yeah. So like we had no recommendations most of the time because it didn't have anywhere to tell us to go. <laughs> so poor Jeannie's just like, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. It's busy. Deal with it. Yeah. Like that's pretty much what was going on, you know? But we felt like we got most of, of it taken care of. You know, like I think it was, by the time we got to like five o'clock, I finally had a, um, I finally had the, uh, I've, I've wanted this for like three trips now was the, um, Jack, Jack, uh, the Jack, Jack cookie, you know, that everybody talks about the chocolate chip cookie. Mm-hmm. And so I finally got that, which was really good, but it was also super sweet and very large and I couldn't eat all of it. Um, but you know, we did everything really that we wanted to do. We also did alien swirling saucers cause it's a stupid fun ride and there was like no wait for it. So we did that. Um, you know, of course we did Toy Story. We did, we did all that. Tower of Terror got done. You know, we did basically everything that we wanted to do. So by five o'clock, we were like, let's go over to Epcot again. Why not? Right. So we hopped on the Skyliner. Plus, we wanted to ride the Skyliner. That's the other thing. You know, we, we just like riding the Skyliner. So oh, we yeah. want, yeah. Right. No judgment there. I, I love <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah. So we hopped on the Skyliner, took it over to Epcot, um, had some cheese bread in Brazil, which if you haven't had the cheese bread in Brazil, Excellent choice always for food and wine because uh, that's one they have every year. We did Spaceship Earth. We actually did Living with the Land because I really wanted to see the holiday overlay with Living with the Land, which for whatever reason, they had it all done, but they didn't have... It's like somebody forgot to flip a switch. Like None of the stuff was turned on for some reason, which was kind of annoying, but you know, whatever. Uh, then we did Figment. We did, we went on Figment because my uh, my one friend that was with us had never done Figment. So we're like, oh, let's go do Figment. Which you know you lose a little bit of something with Figment when you can't smell through the uh, masks. You know you lose you lose the smell part. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know it's it's everyone knows how that ride is. But um, so we we finished with Spaceship Earth and we kind of just you know we were kind of just snacking on things here and there and grabbing some drinks and food and and stuff as we walked around. So at about 9.30, we were at Spaceship Earth, right? Park closed at 10. We're at Spaceship Earth. And we're like, all right, let's go back to the Skyliner. Because remember, my car is still at Hollywood Studios, right? And Hollywood Studios closes at 9. So it's 9.30. And I'm like, all right, let's, we got to go to the Skyliner. We're all the way in the front of the park, but we got to walk all the way to the back, right? So I thought that Harmonia started at 10, 
Really, it started at 9.45. So at 9.45, we finally got over to the Skyliner. And while we're walking into the Skyliner, we notice a sign that says, Disney Hollywood Studios Skyliner line closes at 10 p.m. It's 9.45. <laughs> so we were like, oh, no, what are we going to do? Because <laughs> we're going to we still got to take the Skyliner to Caribbean Beach. And then we got to hop on the Hollywood Studios line to get to get over there. So and, you know, the, the but, Skyliner can stop sometimes. Right. But th- that still would have given you enough time unless it did stop. Right. It. So we got to we we move pretty quick right so luckily it didn't really stop right but it's only because on that epcot line you end up going through a riviera you know mm-hmm. and so and you go real slow through riviera and you know anybody might get on or off or whatever and then you also have that turnaround that's really slow too right so we didn't get to caribbean beach the the main the main hub until 1005 <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah i know so we were like freaking out the whole time and it's unfortunate because we kind of we could watch Harmonious from the Skyliner. I mean, you could see all of it from the Skyliner, but we were also like concerned about us getting getting back to the car in time that we really weren't paying attention. But luckily, in true Disney fashion, it was still open. So when we got there, we ran over to the up uh, to the uh, Hollywood Studios line, and they were like, "Oh, you're you're so good. We're we're open for like another you know whatever." So we we luckily were able to get in there, get our car. No problems, but it was it was a little bit scary at the time. So, <laughs> and then uh, so Epcot uh, day four, Epcot didn't open till ten a.m. that day. So we decided to kind of you know kind of sleep in a bit. I kind of like this ten a.m. opening for Epcot because it's like gives you a chance to kind of rest. Uh, you don't have to wake up and, and get there early. But we got boarding group twenty one for Ratatouille, so we got an early boarding group, which was nice. Uh, and they had actually said like eleven forty five, which was a pretty big concern for us because our Space 220 reservation was 12:30, right? So we were like, oh no, like this could be this could be bad because I've heard of people having to wait uh for a long time at Ratatouille and I wasn't about to give up my Space 220 reservation. So the funny thing was though, we walked in the park like right at 10 o'clock and we got called immediately to Ratatouille. So we went straight back there. The ride was a lot of fun. It's a great addition to to Epcot. Great family ride. Just super fun. Really well done. That whole section is really well done. We didn't wait for long, but we we had a we had a really fun time on it. I, I will say it's a it's a definitely a fun ride. Uh, and then we got I got myself a croissant donut over at the Epcot Experience. Now I was hungry, but I didn't want to ruin my lunch for Space Two Twenty. You know, so like I was kind of like <laughs> I need a I need a snack. Right, because there's a you know food coming up and it's appetizer and, and entree, so it's like all right. So we happen to go to Epcot Experience on the way over, um, and so we stopped there and I got a croissant donut, which was really good. Um, Space two twenty, okay, we'll talk about this. Probably my favorite dining experience I've ever had at Disney. It was fantastic. Uh, honestly, I, I I know we've been waiting for this for a couple of years now, and like I I my expectations were really high. I think my expectations were exceeded. Uh, which I know sounds crazy, but it was it was great. It was amazing. Uh, it was the the entrance experience, the whole experience, uh, you know, from beginning to end was great. The whole elevator up there was was really well done. Uh, I thought that it was just looking down as you go up the elevator, but there's a, there's also a screen above you too, so you can see where you're going. Uh, and I mean, like the floor vibrates as you're going up too, like when you go through certain you know spots. Like it's 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 a whole Disney like ride up there. 
uh the view is really cool up there the whole vibe is there is really cool like everything that they have in there is really neat so like this i took a picture of the silverware because the silverware was like weird and cool and like even just like the pitcher where they pour water for you was great um and uh and, and so i mean and just the view you know there's constantly stuff popping up outside the windows you know like uh, spaceships and and astronauts and all sorts of fun stuff was coming up outside the uh the the, the view and uh you know there, there was a lot of just neat stuff there i mean it was it was really great we had a fantastic server i mean really really one of the best servers we've ever had and we really felt like it was like a, a really signature dining experience and i'll i'll tell you this so we got our appetizers and while we were still eating our appetizers the entree started coming out and our server was like across the room and literally like comes running over and goes over to the people busting the food and they're like, no, 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 no. They are not ready yet for this. Take this back. Take this back right now. Well, they're not ready. And he's like, I'm so sorry, guys. I, I know you're still eating your appetizers. Uh, we'll bring out your regular food when you're ready, when you're done. And it was just like, you know, like that kind of experience was, was, he was just very good and very attentive. Uh, gave us great recommendations. Um, the drinks were excellent. The food was really great. Um, you know, of course there was a DVC discount, which was very nice as well. Um, but you know, we all kind of had, yeah. (laughs) What's that? I I said, Oh, good. Uh, yeah, that, that kind of makes a difference. (laughs) Yeah. It's 15%. I mean, it's a decent, it's a decent DVC discount. It's it's 15%. So we, uh, you know, that was good, obviously. And so I, I ended up paying for the whole group so we could, like the whole bill could get the discount and everybody just, you know, Venmoed me money. Um, but that was, that was great. Uh, but man, I, I cannot recommend Space 220 enough. Uh, it is, it's not just the gimmick of, of what you're doing up there. It is excellent service, excellent food. Uh, I mean, every dish that we had, I mean, we had, we had six people at our table and I think everybody got something different. Everybody said their food was fantastic. It, it, it was, it was really, really great. Uh, I cannot complain at all about anything we experienced there. It was just really excellent. So if you can get a reservation to Space 220, do it. It was great. So then we did, you know, the eating and the drinking around the world. We're not going to get into what happened there. <laughs> it just didn't work out well. <laughs> just, I, listen, here was the problem. I'll tell you this. It was so busy, so busy, that every line for at every country was like a half hour to get food or drink, like by itself. You know what I mean? Like, so it just, the lines were out of control. It was so busy. And I mean, I think at one point we waited in, you know, we waited in Japan for like 45 minutes for sake. Like it was nuts. So we just, it was hard to get stuff. Like that was the biggest problem. We, and I, I also, oh God, I went and I got crepes from the new crepe place in, in France they they had one guy working on the register. There's this huge line, gigantic line. They have one guy. I felt kind of bad for him, but not really. That didn't seem to know how to use the register and was going at the speed of like it was the scene from Zootopia in the DMV. Like <laughs> that's what the there's one oh, no. one cashier guy moving slower than I thought any human being could possibly move. And I mean, they were pumping out dishes fast. Like so, it's it wasn't the kitchen's fault. It's just like. They had three windows and only had one guy at the register, and he just was like the slowest guy ever. So, uh, as far as you know, making making people go through. So, and then you have people coming up where it's like they're using their. I almost like screamed at one point because I was like, this lady was like, 
she she's using this card and they were like oh it's it's a credit card but they're asking for the pin number i don't know the pin number this is somebody else's card and then they're calling somebody else it took them like 10 minutes to check out i almost just went over i'd be like i'm gonna pay for your crepes i just need you to go <laughs> i just need you to move you were backing up this whole line <laughs> like um but you know regardless very long lines everywhere i will say uh there were a couple highlights um, really good stuff we had in Italy. Uh, we had some uh, chicken ravioli there that was really good. Um, I'm trying to think of all the other things we had. There was there was so much food. I, the best dish I had the entire time was one I grabbed on the way out, though, and that was the cowboy mac and cheese. Uh, and that was uh, essentially it's uh, burnt ends, pulled pork, and mac and cheese. And it was really, really good. It was so good. Uh, the meat was super smoky and tender and just, it was delicious. I could have eaten like five more containers of it, but we were on our way out. Um, Germany was probably a close second. They had like this, um, it's almost like a cheese noodle ham casserole thing with like crispy cheese edges on it. Oh, that was so good. Again, something I could have eaten a bunch of. I also got a drink there, too, that was very good. That was like a lemony kind of beer that was very good. Uh, and, and thank you. I asked on the group what it could be, uh, and, and uh, somebody took a picture of it for me because I, I didn't pay attention to what it was, and I, I wanted to drink it again. So, uh, But thank you for that. So, so yeah, so that was really my trip. I, I want to do overall, though. So Genie Plus, I didn't get a whole lot of use out of Genie or Genie Plus. Just didn't. I mean, we just didn't get a lot of use out of it. Uh, you know, we use it a lot to, to reserve things and by the, if I'm grading it on a curve of how busy the parks were, I think we did well with it. Right. Because even though we only got three reservations, uh, each day that we did it, which we only did it, our magic kingdom and Hollywood studios days, we still skipped some of the longest lines for the day. Right. But it's not like I got like 10 reservations. I only got like three each time. And, and the usefulness of the, Go to the, go to this ride next thing just wasn't there. It just wasn't there, and and that I think that'll get better over time. I think this is still very new, and I think we're still trying to understand how to use it. And and you know, truthfully, we didn't even understand until Hollywood Studios Day that you could keep refreshing, you know, and find earlier times. Like I don't think we we realized that until until you know that happened. Um, I also wanted to mention I mentioned this in the Discord. I did not notice somehow. I did not see a single 50th anniversary statue. I don't know how I didn't see one. <laughs> I forgot to I, look for them. I, I, I did see your comment on that. And, and I, 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 I saw it and I was actually, I was playing a game at the time and I read what you said and I actually like stopped what I was doing. And I was like, how did like, <laughs> you would have had to walk by them. I, oh, like I, in, I probably walked by a ton of them. <laughs> <laughs> Like they're I not think, hidden. <laughs> I know, I know. I listen, I'm the best part was I didn't even realize that I didn't see any until we got home. Like once I got home, I was like, oh, wait a second, we didn't see any of those statues. Like, maybe it's just because it was so busy, and I mean it was packed people, right? So like you're just trying to survive in those situations, you know, you're just trying to figure out how to not run into people. And so I just wasn't paying attention to that stuff. And I you're right, they're not hidden, they're not hidden anywhere. Like, so I don't know. But I will also say I didn't get to see Harmonious or uh, um, what do you call it? Why am I blanking on the other one? Enchantment. Uh, Enchantment. Didn't get to see either one of those. Uh, I wanted to, but nobody in my group wanted to. And we ended up leaving before closing on you know both times. Uh, now, 
I, I saw them in the di- from a distance, right? I, you know, I, but I want to see them in the park with the projections and all that stuff. And and uh, from what I saw from Harmonies, it looked cool. Now, but I, I do really want to actually see it. Uh, but I didn't get to see either one of those. So that that there was that. I mean, we were we were only there for three days, right? So there's only so much we could do. But uh, yeah, so I missed both Harmonious and Enchantment, uh, despite my best efforts. Um, <laughs> didn't see any 50th anniversary statues. Uh, Genie Plus was kind of, eh, you know, it's fine. But like I said, I, I, I'm grading it on a curve almost because it's just how busy it was. Like we got, I think if we knew how to use the system better going in and like had a better idea of it, then maybe we would have done a little better. And plus we got there a little bit late too, right? So we didn't end up reserving our first lightning lanes until like, you know, well after the park had opened. So that probably didn't help either. Uh, but other than that, we had a great time. I mean, I'm not going to say anything bad. We had a great time. I mean, and that day four at Epcot, we didn't go on any other rides besides Ratatouille. We just we just drank and ate all day. That was it. There was no there was no rides, it, but because it was so busy. Hmm. So, do you think that, um, so like you said, yeah, with with Genie Plus, it, when it gets too busy, do you think that it's just not? I don't know. Worth just it? not worth like, it. Yeah. I, you know, I still think it is when it's too busy because you just have to like measure your you like you just have to like get your expectations in the right place, right? So, like on a non-busy day, I could see how you could use Gen- Genie Plus and get a whole bunch of reservations, right? But with how long all the lines were, the fact that we could skip that we even got to skip 3 of them was valuable, right? Like okay. that was valuable in and of itself. All right, that's that's fair. I guess yeah, like you said, I, I I think the hard part is is that it's it was definitely a timing thing, right? Like yeah. you like you said, it was you know it's kind of a busy time of year, and even more so, you know, the fiftieth plus people coming back that probably haven't gone in in a long time. Yeah, I I get the feeling that once things calm down a little bit, I, I feel like it, it might make more sense for Genie Plus. But from what you're saying, like I would almost. I don't know. Like I, like I, I feel like I would almost just say, "Nah, I'm not even going to do anything." Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's yeah. you know, we didn't. I mean, I we waited in a lot of standby lines and really didn't wait that long for most things. Like I don't mind waiting in like a half hour standby line, right? Like that's mm-hmm. not the end of the world to me. Uh, so, and we did that a lot. Most of the rides, obviously, that we did were standby and. So we did some popular rides and waited standby and it, it really wasn't that bad. I mean, it, you know, the, I, like I said, I think the longest we waited was for Jungle Cruise, but that was kind of our own fault, right? So like we, we decided to stick it out and wait for the ride to get fixed. They were like, we don't know how long it's going to take. And we just were enjoying the shelter and the break. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I feel like the, the choice of walking back out into the rain was probably... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> yeah. I would have done the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's kind of, we made a choice there. And then, I mean, I think the only other line that we waited on that was really long was Mickey Minnie's. But again, that was, we knew what we were getting into with that one. We knew it was going to be a while and we had a little bit of time to kill, right? So we had some time to kill and uh, we, we wanted to ride it. So we were like, all right, well, let's, let's just wait on this line. And, you know, so we, we just, we just did that and it was fine. Like it wasn't too big of a deal. So, um, you know, it, it, we like I said though, we had a great time. It's it's the genie plus math is interesting though, and and I don't, you know, obviously we didn't buy it when we when we went to Epcot, right? So we we didn't get it for that. Um, but and I wouldn't have anyway, even if it wasn't, even if we had planned on riding rides all day, I probably wouldn't have bought it. So uh, 
yeah, but it, it's it's tough, Trevor, because I, I think we still got to figure out how this whole thing shakes out, you know, and, and how all that works. But um, I know my sister the day after I left, they did a lightning lane for Flight of Passage. Like they paid, you know, the individual amount to skip the line for that. And so, and that's all they did that day. So like, that's another thing too. It's like that option to be able to do that and just be like, oh, we're just going to go on that ride and then do nothing else. And, you know, they, they went on Flight of Passage, then they went and ate at Tiffin's and that was it, you know? Hmm. So, yeah, I I'll, I'll be interested to see though. I I don't know if it's the thing about it is right. If you look at it, it's the the difference is that it's paid. Like if we were in the old FastPass system, this would be pretty similar situation, right? Where I would have had a hard time getting additional fast passes outside of the three that I already booked. But like, but the yeah. big difference would have been, like you said, the the standby lines. Yes. We're always bad. We're way worse. Yeah. Yeah. Way (laughs) worse. Yeah. And that's the difference, right? Like, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, the standby lines were not terrible. And the ones that were really bad, we skipped with Genie Plus. So, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll be curious. Like, I was was interested how your trip was going to go and, like, how things are going to go into into Christmas here. And then I'm going to be there in February. Yeah. And so I I think we're not really going to get a good feel for this for at least a year like until you can kind of get an idea of how how like the 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 crowds and everything are moving. Like like that's the yeah, whole yeah. thing with Disney Plus is that uh you know I I know a lot of people were were you know bashing on it and whatnot. And even like in your case you said you know it, it doesn't always make sense, but I don't think like you said I I don't think we quite understand where it does make sense, right? <laughs> I agree. No, I yeah. agree. I totally agree. So, yeah. So, that was my trip. Had a great time. Uh, too bad the weather wasn't better. The temperature was great, The but it rained. I mean, it rained quite a bit. So, and it, I mean, it even rained on our Epcot day, too. So, um, just a little bit. You know, it just rained a little bit on the Epcot day. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was the weather wasn't great. But we had a great time. We had a lot of fun and, uh, we did not successfully drink around the world. I'll tell everybody that, uh, <laughs> we, we, we've, we, we, we ended up stopping at, oh gosh, where were we? China. We stopped to China. Uh, so we only had a couple countries left, but we weren't going to make it. I, I could have made it, but there were others in my party that were done. So <laughs> we kind of just stopped. <laughs> so, uh, but we had a great time. It was a lot of fun. And we, uh, we even did like the little lanyard thing, you know, you can get the drink around the world lanyard thing. And we, so we did that. And, and that was, that was kind of a fun activity that we, we had a good time doing. So ate lots of food, stopped at a bunch of different booths and got, and got food. And, uh, you know, really enjoyed food and wine. And, and, oh, I actually in Canada, Trevor, I stopped and got, um, what did I get in Canada? Oh my gosh. I think it just got a cider. Like, you know, they have the whole Canada pavilion. Like, um, right now is, uh, the, 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 um, circle vision movie theater is actually a food and wine like area. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a food and wine, uh, for it's, it's, it was like an apple. It was, what was it called? Apple seed orchard or something like that. So it was all apple stuff. Like they had apple pies there. They had apple ciders. They had all sorts of stuff. So. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it's funny. Like, when you tell me about the stuff from the Canada Pavilion, half of it doesn't even make sense to me because a (laughs) a lot of it comes from Eastern Canada. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So it's like, it it is actually very different from one coast to the other. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So a lot of it is they're representing a different part of Canada than you're (laughs) used to. So, yeah, that's funny. All right, so yeah, that's my whole trip report. I, I think that's I think I got it all there. I, I I enjoyed Saratoga. I enjoyed the cabin. It was it was a great trip. It was a mini trip, but uh, we'll do a longer one next year. And uh, 
you know, be, be a lot more fun. So, yeah. And all right. Yeah, that's that's great. Now let's uh, why would you do the ad really quick? Yeah, I was, I was gonna say we're, we're probably due yeah. for the ad and then we can let's, we can move on yeah. to some DVC news. So, yeah, yeah, we, we, we had a huge news dump of destination D23 stuff from over from you know this weekend. So, uh, yeah. we'll talk about all that stuff. Okay, so we'll start with the uh, DVC resale market. Uh, DVC resale market, a world of DVC company, is the leader in the DVC resale industry with 13 former Disney Vacation Club guides and three former Disney Vacation Club quality assurance managers. If you're thinking of buying DVC, browse the largest selection of DVC resale listings anywhere with DVC experts on hand seven days a week to answer your questions. If you're thinking of selling, turn to the friendly professionals at DVC Resale Market, where over 98% of listings sell within 30 days. In 2020, DVC Resale Market helped over 3,600 families join or add on to their memberships. Go to dvcresalemarket.com or call 1-844-DVC-PROS, that's 382-7767. And when you do talk to them, please make sure you let them know that Welcome Home sent you. All right. So, uh, so there's a drop down. I bet you there's a drop down. It's a drop down. <laughs> <laughs> we know there is one at DVC rental store. I, I, I got to look at DVC resale market. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they put a drop down in or not. Can we, can we look at that somehow? <laughs> I gotta, I gotta Maybe ask you our contacts. Over. Yeah. Yeah. I think you might have to get a quote, but yeah. Okay. Well, I, yeah, that's, yeah, I guess I gotta get a quote to sell some stuff. So, all right. Well, Damon is back now that I'm done with my trip report. <laughs> <laughs> I was here. I was getting a lot accomplished. I'll tell you. All right. Well, that's good. I'm glad. So, uh, Trevor, I, this is a Disneyland thing. So, I don't know mm-hmm. if you want to talk about this Disneyland well, thing. So, yeah, they they revealed the uh, uh, studio villas for the new Disneyland Hotel Tower that they're building for DVC. Um, the, this project so the, is pushing along now. I mean, it's it's yeah. actually it's definitely happening. Yeah, so so the, they're proposing that it's going to be open in 2023, which is actually coming up a lot faster than I realized. I, I was actually yeah. originally thinking 2024 or later for the uh, the Disney this new uh, DVC tower, but yeah. uh, I'm really liking the uh, the aesthetic on these rooms. Like it, it does definitely fit the Disneyland Hotel. Like if you if for anyone that's ever been in there, like it. These do look like Disneyland hotel rooms, but I like that they they chose the Sleeping Beauty aesthetic, which also kind of goes back to um, Disneyland has Sleeping Beauty Castle and kind of you know it's it, it it feels very nostalgic even for being something new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I, I mean I I don't I'm not attached to this really because I'm you know I I'm not a Disneyland person, but. I mean, I'm I'm still as a DVC member interested, and and this is really uh, I, I I like the designs too, and it's it's to your point. I mean, it's it's a little more. Um, I don't I don't know. It's interesting. Somebody brought this up. What was it? Jeremy brought this up in the group about how we're always mm-hmm. talking about understated Disney accents in some of the DVC rooms. Yeah, you know, because it seems like some people really love the over the top theming, and then some people hate that, right? So, because some people equate the over the top theming to like value resort, right? Yeah. <laughs> when, when they're staying at DVC, they don't necessarily want that. But you know, I like the theming stuff, and I, I like what they're doing in here too. Although I have to say, and maybe this is just me, but when I first saw the outside of the pull down bed, I I thought that the one thing was an outline of Baymax. <laughs> <laughs> 
You see what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, yeah, I can, the third I can see how you would think left. that. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, why are they putting Baymax on this? This is such a random inclusion. I was like, oh, wait, that's just a cutout of the Bay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I also think it's interesting that the description on here says castle banners before fairies appear. What does that mean? Before? I don't know. Before they, fairies, what does that mean? I, I, I wonder if... Um... Oh, the banners change in the movie when the fan- fairies show up. Like, is that no, what I, they're referring to? No, I, I think it's. I, I think it's one of the opening scenes in the movie. Yeah, or like, yeah, right at the beginning, it, it like it kind of moves through the banners. Yeah. So, so like it shows all the, all the banners going into the uh, into the the main hallway in the. I can't remember the term for it. The, um. Yeah, I I think it's supposed to be representative of like that first scene in the movie. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, which yeah, you know that that's they're definitely using all that uh, like all the reference pictures are are for sure just scenes from the movie kind of put together. Which yeah, yeah, you know, I would I would uh, I would definitely stay in one of these. Like like again, you know, to the point of you know, is it is it too much stuff? No, actually, I I think it's appropriate. It lets you know that you're staying at a Disney hotel. Like it's, but it's not. It's not hitting you over the head, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this resort, by the way, 350 villas. Uh, they're going to have one-bedroom, two-bedroom, three-bedroom studios. They're also going to have the tower studios like Riviera has, too, the two-person little rooms. So, yeah. So, I, listen, this thing's going to sell s- super fast regardless of how they theme it. So <laughs> I'm I'm still hoping that we can get some points here because, like, for me, um, you know, you know kind of going back to what Damon was talking about earlier with – you know, DVC evolving for, for him is for us, I can actually see it becoming, um, us splitting our time between, uh, East coast and West coast, because we are closer yeah, yeah. to the West coast. And the main reason that we didn't buy there in the first place was that the, uh, the grand Californian points are really expensive and really hard to get. So, you know, we, we figured out the math and saw that the, the Polynesian made sense for us at the time. But if I could have, you know, even a, even a 50 or 75 point contract here and go every other year, I could see that working. Like, cause you, well, yeah, I mean, 350 units is not bad. I mean, compared yeah, to what, it, especially compared to what they have now. Exactly. Like, like it, it does, it makes it way more available. And, um, the other interesting thing is that in Disneyland, because there, there's only the two parks there, if you're just going for Disney, you don't need, um, you don't need as many days as you do in Disney world. So, yeah, yeah. you know, even a 50 point contract, if I could get two or three days in Disneyland, that might be, uh, that might become doable. Yeah. I've always heard that Disneyland is like a good three day. Like you could do Disneyland and California Adventure like three days. That's yeah. Days. I, I honestly do. We usually do four, four and a half days, but the the last couple of days just kind of result in us just like we re- redo the rides and then it's just hanging around, which, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, it's, it's, it, yeah, you, you can definitely get everything done in three days, but I, I like to stretch it out. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's good news. Uh, so I don't know if you guys, I watched Destination D23 yesterday. I watched Josh Yamaro's section, um, just to, you know, catch park stuff. And, uh, you know, there was, it was a lot of stuff about Galactic Star Cruiser, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Which, you know, makes sense because it's the thing they want to promote the most right now. But they showed some more stuff inside the ship. 
and they showed the lightsaber training, which looked really cool. And he also did um he brought the the realistic life lightsaber on stage too, which was was cool. Although I did just read an article that Disney clarified that that will not be available for purchase for anybody. I do wonder if it's <laughs> okay. too Yeah, well, I I wonder a couple things though. Like it's it's probably not something they feel like they can mass produce yet. You know, it's like a prototype basically at this point still, I'm sure. But also I do wonder if it's just not that like stable. Meaning, like, the first thing anybody does with lightsabers is has a, have a lightsaber fight with it, right? Like, maybe this is just the way that they're making this happen is not conducive to that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... break immediately. Yeah, looking at the way the lightsaber training is, like, you're not hitting anything with them. No. So, no. guaranteed... Well, that's not even the real lightsaber, though. They're not even using the one that, like, that, yeah. like, goes up like that. They're just using, like, a regular one that's already, you know, in existence, and then you turn on the light, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, but I think to that end, even if they use the the fancy one they came up on stage with, it's it, like you said. I I can't imagine them wanting to sell these things, and you know, I, you know, people wouldn't even get out of the store without breaking them. If oh yeah, uh, <laughs> like th- there seems to be too many moving parts to them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I I also do think too. It's like. Maybe it's really they haven't figured out how to make it affordable enough. Now, given somebody would probably, I mean, people spend thousands of dollars on realistic lightsabers, so they could probably, if it costs a lot of money for them to build that realistic but, lightsaber, they probably could charge a lot, and people would still buy it, right? Yeah, so. the, the the money is actually not the issue here. I I, I think you're kind of hitting on something with the stability of it. Yeah. That the, this is probably not something that. You, you know those expensive lightsabers they are designed to take a beating like exactly even, even the expensive <laughs> ones i've seen like you know people they understand that you're you're going to swing this thing around and you're probably going to hit something with it I, I get the feeling that these prototypes or whatever this new technology is that they use during the the lightsaber or that they're going to use for the lightsaber training it's probably not meant to be used outside of that room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's they can make it look really cool, but it's not functional in any way. <laughs> yeah. Like other than it looking really cool. Like and I guarantee if whoever the actors are that are going to use this within the Star Cruiser, they they probably will do a cool thing where they, you know, show you it, it it coming out like it does and then some at some point slyly switch it out with something else, right? You know, like yeah. they probably are not going to use it extensively, I would think. But who knows? Uh, but they did clarify that you're not going to be able to buy them too much to the to the disappointment of the internet. So, <laughs> <laughs> but listen, I thought the I thought the lightsaber training looked kind of cool, and I I also I dug the other stuff they were doing too, where they were showing uh, when you're on the bridge and they were they were shooting uh, shooting down um, uh, Tie Fighters, you know, and they mm-hmm. it was it was some cool stuff that they were showing there. Obviously, not, they don't want to show everything yet, but I've also read a couple articles of people that have taken a tour. Uh, cause they, they granted some media outlets, uh, some early access. Uh, so yeah, some interesting stuff. It, it, it looked fun though. It looked like a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I, I same kind of thing as Damon is, you know, that I'm, I've been kind of half looking at this stuff and I'm, I'm going to become more interested when we actually book a trip, which we were originally talking about um, a year from now, so like next November, but I'm not sure if that's even going to be the right time. Like that may even be too early for us. So it's, yeah, it, it, yeah I, I think once we see this actually open in March and we, you know, we see how the first couple of cruises go, 
I'll be more interested then to kind of see how how it actually plays out. Like cuz yeah, the, yeah, these the, these demo things that they're doing are nice, but my my problem with it is, you know, you know like Josh doing the lightsaber training and everything. It seemed very um it, it didn't seem real. <laughs> you mean like they that they like edited it like like that they added special effects in like no i no i feel like he was told like do this thing like like just okay. just do this and don't like like in, in people do uh, people do different things when they're actually there and, and i feel like he was kind of holding back to you know oh, just yeah, yeah. like yeah. like show it but not really like yeah. Don't don't give up the whole thing. Yeah, just like a, a little sneak peek, kind of like yeah, yeah. But I I, I feel like it won't. Uh, I'll, we'll have to see how it actually plays out when people get on the Star Cruiser proper. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Yeah. So they also announced too that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is going to open sept- uh, summer of 2022. So now we have like a of course a season of course, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, they'd said before that it was going to open in 2022. Now they're saying summer. They also revealed some uh, new pictures of the queue, which you know, not a lot uh, of uh, that they that they're showing here, but they did have a whole message from um, from uh, Nova Prime, who is uh, who's uh, played Close. by was Glenn Close. Yeah, yeah. So that was cool. But the, I mean, the the queue looks cool from what I can see, and I like the poster. the 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 uh, poster for this is is neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At, uh... It it has it has that eighties kind yeah. of vibe to it. <laughs> yeah, which is the yeah. vibe that Epcot is going for these you totally. know. Yeah. yeah. That the eighties future vibe, right? So <laughs> yeah, it, it seems very like neon, like like that purple neon, right? Yeah, yeah. The only thing I was disappointed in, I watched, you know, because I was watching this live and then Glenn Close did her thing. I was like, I thought she was gonna do it like in character. But she's like, hey, it's me, Glenn Close. I'm doing this thing for the ride. And it's like, oh, man. <laughs> I wanted her to be Nova Prime, not Glenn Close in that moment. <laughs> uh, so, Well, it was I, fine. I'm sure it'll be fine because you'll get to see her in the ride. So, you know, sure. you'll, you'll get Nova Prime proper. <laughs> yeah, my, my wife's already uh, needling me a little bit. Like, you're going to go on this with me, right? You're going to go on this with me. And I'm like, all right, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, sadly, my wife is like, be, because it turns, she's like, I'm not going anywhere near that. So that'll be me and my son. <laughs> yeah, I get you. I get you. I got you. Yeah, yeah I, I get you. All right. Do we want to do our second ad here and then we can get yeah. into more D23 stuff? Destination D23, I should mention. Yeah, go for it. All right, let's talk about Monera. And uh, as we mentioned, Monera is coming on the next show. So uh, if you're looking for financing for uh, for your DVC resale purchase, you know, we talked about DVC resale market before. If you're going to buy a resale contract, you might need to finance it. Uh, but if you're going to look for financing options for that, look no further than Monera Financial. Monera, a world of DVC company, is the industry leader for financing DVC resale contracts. Monera offers lending with no credit checks, often very low down payments, terms as long as 10 years, and no prepayment penalties. If you're thinking of purchasing a dvc contract go and check out their quick online quote first you might be surprised at just how affordable joining dvc can be go to monerafinancial.com or call 317-245-8800 and when you speak to them be sure to let them know that welcome home sent you oh man so so many announcements from destination d23 my gosh so let's uh i guess are we moving to the new and returning live entertainment (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for Disney World, and then we have a Disneyland section in here too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 
Uh, Finding Nemo the musical is coming back, but it's going to be called The Big Blue and Beyond. Uh, my wife and I always enjoyed Finding Nemo the musical, and we're sad that they closed it. But I think it's cool that they're revamping it and keeping in a lot of the songs and redoing it to the timeline of Finding Dory instead of the original movie. So keep it, make it, giving it something fresh because that show had been there for a long time. So that's yeah, that's cool. Never cared for it in the first place, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> not your thing okay well you care more about this about phantasmic coming back right yes absolutely <laughs> yes. i i am stoked that uh i mean you knew phantasmic was going to come back you knew that they would yeah. never they would never I stop yeah. something like that unless they were replacing with something just as big um but yeah it, you know it's it's nice that they they only said it's coming back in 2022 so i think they're still trying to figure out exact timing on it but sure. you know they are committing to it will be back next year which is great <laughs> yeah and and not only that they're going to add uh new sequences so yeah. uh, you know so they're going to add uh new and they're saying it's uh with live performer stunts and special effects and i believe i read that it was involving moana and aladdin i want to say hmm. it's all i don't have it in here but there. um I, yeah. I bet they're replacing the the whole peter pan sequence they, I was thinking they were replacing the, uh, I mean, the whole Pocahontas sequence, which is like a big part of the middle of the show, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe just, maybe they're just adding. Maybe they're not subtracting, they're just adding. I don't know. But, I, you know, it's funny. I was talking to my wife about this because I, I, I see a lot of people are like, oh, well, they made all these entertainment cuts because of budgets. And, you know, some of that is true. But something like Fantasmic, and, and we talked about this, it's not something you can just restart all, you know, in a week. Right. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the people that are in this are stunt people are, you know, there's a lot of people that run the show, like on the technical director side and like all that. These are not people you can just find off the street. Right. Like you, these are specialized talents. Right. And it takes a long time to, once you've, you know, laid those people off, some of those people have moved on to new jobs and new companies and you're not going to get them back. Or, and then if you find new people, you got to, you know, get them trained and, you know, get them knowing what they're doing. And then they, I'm sure they rehearse these things for months before they ever hit the stage right oh, so totally. yeah yeah so it's like it's not i i understand like people are like oh i want it back now and I, i'm one of those people too but i also am like you know they if they're gonna do it that's why they announced indiana jones was coming back like a month ago because they're gonna rehearse every day for months to make sure that it's it's you know well done and plus that's a dangerous show you know these are things that involve stunts and people can get hurt and you know they need to rehearse these things and make sure that they're they're in the place they need to be. So, you know, stuff can't happen overnight. Now, if I had to bet, I'm going to say that Phantasmic comes back in the first half of 2022, but I don't really know. I'm I'm betting no sooner than May. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That's so, that's just the feeling I get from it. Yeah, yeah. That makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. Um then and Go then ahead. Mickey's Magical Friendship Fair, which this replaces, uh, what was it called? Isn't it still? It, it was called that, wasn't it? No, I, I thought it had a different. It was the Royal Friendship Fair or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was. Before. It was a similar title. Yeah, yeah. But so, so this is the stage show that they had at uh, Magic Kingdom, where you know, in the middle of the day, when when you see random fireworks go off and you didn't know why, <laughs> um, that That's was why. the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, if you got if if you got scared to death uh, while you're waiting online for a Little Mermaid uh, <laughs> by yeah. random fireworks, uh, it was because of this show. Yeah, because it was like eight times a day. I feel like they did the show. 
Yeah, something like that. I I don't even know if it was that much. I just remember it. You know, yeah, at various points you'd be in like Fantasyland, and all of a sudden, yeah, fireworks would go off, and you're like, "Whoa, what the heck!" Right? Whoa, yeah, random daytime fireworks. Whoa, yeah. yeah. But but they're uh, adding new sequences to it. So yeah. So so this uh, so this show or this version of the show is going to have sequences from Frozen, Tangled, Princess and the Frog. Uh, Mickey's going to have the iridescent thing going on because, of course, you know the every. Everything they're doing now has to uh, has to be iridescent. <laughs> yep, that's the thing, yeah. right? And so, I, um, yeah, and my then, daughter loves the show. She watched. I think we watched it twice when we took her last. I, so <laughs> I, I think we we've stopped and watched it. Yeah, we we watched it once, or the old one we watched once, and once we saw it, we were kind of good. And yeah. and yeah, we we've, we've never even like walking through the hub if it was going on, like we were just like okay. You know that's that's cool. Like I, I, I get it. I feel it, like you know? it's a show for younger kids. I, yeah. I do think it's a it's a show for younger kids. Yeah, that, that's the thing. You know, I I get it. But yeah, my, at my at my son's age, he's more interested in getting to the next ride or getting to where we're going. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I haven't really spent a lot of time watching these shows. Um, but so this next one though, just keeping it in Magic Kingdom. So they have a new cavalcade coming as well in the new year. This is the Adventure Friends Cavalcade, which I actually I'm kind of excited for this one because yeah. um the 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 characters it's gonna be like Nick and Judy from Zootopia, uh Baloo and King Louie from Jungle Book, uh Jose and Panchito from Three Caballeros, um Miguel. Yeah, Miguel, oh, yeah. uh Merida, Moana. Like it's it's a lot, a, of, a lot of characters that are not in other things, I feel like. Yeah, like like I, I'm I'm glad that they're doing this because you know, as much as I like the the traditional, like, oh, here's Mickey and Minnie and, you know, Winnie the Pooh, like all the usual, or I shouldn't say the usual. I mean, the, the characters that I, I, you know, sorry, I've, I've seen them to death and I, I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad that they're doing, um, like, you know, Zootopia is, is newer. Um, Three Caballeros doesn't get as, or, you know, it's been getting more popular again lately, but for a long time, it didn't really have a lot of, uh, presence in the parks and stuff like that so because they have like a newer show i think yeah that has the minute yeah there's like a there's like a newish show yeah they do it they did a new animated show for them which it didn't really take off but but again they're they're trying like like that's the thing that i like is that you know that they are trying to bring back some of these characters that uh um you know, people, people sometimes forget about or yeah you know they kind of fall out of popularity same thing with the jungle book like that hasn't really been a thing for a while but uh it's nice that uh you know i, I always you know blue and king louis for me blue it like you know tailspin was what i remember him from so <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah I, I think this is great I, I have to tell you the cavalcades are like one of my favorite things that they're doing now because it's just like it's random right so mm-hmm. it's like you're just walking around the park and it's all of a sudden i was like oh there's like 10 characters like and it's just it's quick you know it's not like anything where it's like you have to wait a half hour or an hour ahead of time just to get a good spot. It's like you're just it's random. It's like random character interactions and it's kind of cool even though you're not interacting with the characters really. But it's just it's just kind of randomly happening. I mean, when we were at Hollywood Studios, they did a cavalcade of uh, we we and we saw it like three or four times because we just ca- happened to keep running into it where they had like Incredibles characters and um Oh gosh, they like Toy Story characters and stuff like that. And then they also did a holiday one that had, you know, Santa and they had uh, reindeer and and all that stuff. And that was a real quick one too. It's like a couple minutes, 
you know, so it's, it's kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, I, I or, like them. And I know people have just said that that's like one of their favorite things that they've instituted recently. So, yeah. And, and I think it's, you know, cause the, uh, the parades can feel very forced in that, sure. you know, you, you know, they're coming and there's always people lined up and, and, you know, for a while there was the whole, um, there was the whole thing about the blanket brigade where, you know, everyone was putting down their reserving their spot, oh, yeah. so to speak, yeah. along the, along the parade routes and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it, it stops a lot of that from happening, which, uh, I, I agree with as well. I, I think it's nice that it's, it's not a planned thing and it's, you know, just running into it is, uh, yeah. is, is way better. Now, that being said, Festival mm-hmm. of Fantasy also <laughs> coming back in early 2022. Yeah. So, uh, so you can get your blanket out. No, don't do that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I do find it interesting that they're going to do both, that they're going to do mm-hmm. the regular everyday big parade, the, the three o'clock parade or whatever, whatever time it's at. Um, and they're going to have that every day. And then they're also going to, you know, do the, uh, do the cavalcades too. Like that's a lot of stuff going on, you know? I mean, the, the two are not, um, I, I mean, they are exclusive from one another. If you think about it, because, are, yeah. um, you know, yeah, the, the, you know, the festival fantasy, fantasy parade, it's a planned thing, you know, that's fine. It's, you know, maybe once or twice a day at most. But the, like you said, the the thing about the cavalcades is that they're smaller. They don't have to necessarily run like the, the full route that the, the parade does. And I I feel like because of, I feel like the cavalcades are almost more of a replacement for, um, uh, like, like I know that they, they did them originally to replace the parades because, there wasn't parades, but this actually goes back to, and again, you probably never saw this because it was more at Disneyland than Disney world was just the, the roaming characters. I I feel like, I feel like the cavalcades are kind of fitting more into that niche. And, and I agree that was something that was missing from Disney for Disney world for a long time that, uh, yeah, like, like I said, in Disneyland, you, you would walk around you'd see like the, the red queen, um, you would uh you'd see maleficent the the evil queen um like and and yeah so you, you would always run into these characters and like they had the, their meet and greet spots but um but just having them wandering and even yeah mad hatter was another one too like like alice and mad hatter would wander around near the alice in wonderland ride and um yeah it's it just gives a very different vibe than uh than the you know prescribed like oh well well the parades at this time or i'm expecting that i'm going to see this right like i I think that's kind of what the cavalcades are hitting on is that like you said it's not it's not expected and and unless you're going to like stand there and wait for them which you know who's who's going to do that um (laughs) yeah 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 exactly yeah like it's yeah i i i feel like the two are not like you know the, the cavalcades do seem a little bit more organized, but I don't think that they're really stepping on the toes of the, uh, of running the, the parade necessarily. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree. I, we, it's funny because, because of Disney plus day, when we were at Hollywood studios, they had all sorts of like random characters out and about, and we kept seeing them posted by like bloggers, but we did, we just never saw them. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> they had like Carl and Doug walking around from up and like, we never saw them. We just, you know, they, they were supposed, they were all over the place though. And we just missed that. And they were definitely recording something in the morning when we got to Hollywood studios. Cause we heard, we saw like cameras everywhere and we, and we saw groups of people like screaming and stuff like that. And so there was something being filmed 
while we were there. But yeah, so like these random character interactions, there's a lot more of it right now. Like, but they're not coming up to you. They're just kind of like distance character interactions, yeah. right? But I mean, it's there. It's it. You're right. And I, I, the only one I can think of that they had at Disney World for a while was that Country Bear. You know, they'd have the Country Bears kind of wandering around and and talking to people. But that's really the only one. And I guess Stormtroopers too. Uh, it was something that was happening prior to the pandemic too at, at, at Galaxy's Edge, but um, but yeah, I, this is I agree with you. I think this is kind of their way of of bringing that back, but in a different way. So we also saw the rainy day cavalcade too when we were at Magic Kingdom because oh, it was raining. So fun, which is always a fun thing when you get to see the rainy day cavalcade. So yeah, yeah. that's anyway. That's actually yeah, you know that's that's kind of rare. I guess it or, is. Well, it is. Yeah, depending on the bit. time of year. Yeah, yeah, it is. It can be, but that was fun. I mean, we saw a lot of them. And I mean, at one point they had um, the Dapper Dans were just go uh, down, going down the road on like uh, one of those buses. They were just you know walk, driving down Main Street on the bus. Like you know, it was a lot of random stuff like that, which was great. Like it was just very cool and different, you know, than what we're used to. So now we we got some Disneyland stuff from Destination D twenty three too. Yeah. So Magic Bands. I, okay. I I I realized. Let's talk so about I was this. <laughs> I was reading this whole thing initially, and I was like, okay, why are they talking about magic bands? And then I realized it was Disneyland yes. magic bands. Yeah, but I think they were very careful with their words here. Mm-hmm. I think the magic. You notice it's only magic band plus, right? Yeah. So you're not going to be. So what I'm thinking this is going to be. This is like the next version of what was it? Glow with the show. Remember Glow with oh, the Show? Yeah, the, yeah, ears? The, the ears, yeah. 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 That's what this that's what Magic Man Plus kind of seems to be. And it feels like it's not gonna have the kind of functionality at Disneyland that it does at Disney World. Because they even they even say that, right? They're saying some of the features of Magic Band Plus will vary between Disneyland Resort and Walt Disney World. So what does that mean? Like, are you gonna be able to use your Magic Band to like get into the park at Disneyland? Or is it just gonna be simply like the glow with the show stuff? Like I, I don't know. I'm curious. I you know I can't imagine like I, I know what you're saying that you know they say some of the features will be different, and I get that because there there's there's certain thing there's certain things in, in Disney World that have been built out a lot more. Yeah, it's infrastructure, like, like the fast pass system and stuff. Yeah, yeah, the touch points I, I and that. all that stuff. Yeah, right. But you know, I hope, like, if if you give me a magic band and I go to Disneyland and let's say, okay, I can get into the park with it. Like, you better be able to get into the park with it. That's yeah. the first thing. Yeah, agreed. But then, if uh, like, like I always use it obviously for for fast passes. But then, using it for um for paying for stuff was also a pretty big like for me that was a great convenience because i would just bill everything to my room and then i would pay it all off at once so if if they're not going to offer anything like that then yeah the the whole idea of magic bands in in disneyland becomes like yeah what's the point (laughs) well i you know and i think i i think it would be easy enough for them to offer the ability to pay for stuff through it right because the probably all of their like credit card terminals already have like NFC and in, built into them, right? Yeah, I was gonna so, say it's it's all the yeah. same system that you use for uh, you know the chip scanning the front, on a credit yeah. card anyway, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, I think I completely skipped over the whole that Magic Mobile now you can charge food and merchandise to your phone. I, I think we skipped that over completely, but <laughs> did we? Oh. Yeah, did we? We didn't talk about it, right? No, uh, you know you're right. We didn't. 
I, yeah, so you know, Magic Mobile is you know the thing that you can do to get into the parks. Like it's all the stuff that you can do on your phone. But before you couldn't charge food and merchandise. Now you can, right? So and again, you, like we just said, it's it's not all that different, right? It's the same technology. So I don't see why they wouldn't be able to do the 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 pay from your band. But at the same time, they don't have the infrastructure built up. Like I mean, Disney World had to install all of those touch points. All of the, I mean, it was thousands probably of touch points that they had to put in. Like, I don't think Disneyland's going to do that. Well, I, I would think, yeah, go ahead. It, Disneyland is not nearly like it's it's not as much ground to cover That's true. as Disney That's World. True. So, yeah, yeah, it's it still is an expensive endeavor to do that, but they're yeah, it, they don't have to do it in as many places. The other thing too is that, um. I do see the point about in Disney World, you've got a lot more on-site hotels, so there's a lot more people that are billing back to their room. In yeah. Disneyland, you've effectively got three hotels that could do that. Exactly. So, Unless you're just going to hook it straight up to a credit card, which actually wouldn't even make sense because you could just do it on your phone anyway, right? So like yeah. you could just do... like. You know, even if you just hooked it up separately to a credit card, it's not going to matter anyway because you could just do, you know, Apple Pay or Google Pay or whatever on your phone and accomplish the exact same thing. But I don't yeah. know. It'd be interesting to see what happens. I just, I could see them making it so you can get into your room at the resort hotels. I could see, you know, because I, I don't know. How do you get into your room now? Is it is it through like a card or is it it's, just like... What? It's the same card scan thing. Last time I was there, it was you got your room card and you just scan the door. So so that should be easy enough. Again, it's the same technology, right? So um, they probably can do that. They can probably do the... I mean, I'm just thinking... I mean, maybe they just do handheld scanners like they have throughout the parks. I don't know. I One of the things I noticed, by the way, when I was at Disney World this last time, I had three different places I went to go pay with my Magic Band where they asked me to take it off and hand it to them. Which weird. was weird. Yeah. Because usually they do the thing like, where they get, they do the phone and they, like if they're, they're mobile, you know, they give they do the phone, they scan it, and you type your pin in and that's it. This time, like they, I had a bunch of different people telling me to take it off and they took it away and brought it back. It's weird. Yeah. You'd think that they wouldn't want to be doing that. Yeah, you would think that would be the opposite of what they want to do, but you know. Yeah. But anyway, I'll be interested to see what's going to be available with this at Disneyland. But I, I think it's a good thing. I know people have been asking for it for a long time, but again, this is it just goes contrary to all the people that are like, "Oh, Magic Bands are dead. They're getting rid of Magic Bands." Well, no, they're expanding it. You know, yeah. they're doing more. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, th- th- this should quell any assumptions that Magic Bands are going away forever. Yeah. Well, and also, I you know, listen, I'm not against the whole idea of the glow with the show thing coming back. I mean, I, I, from what I've heard, if you have those ears, they still work with the shows. You know, they still well, will change colors with the shows. I, I'm sure, but those ears are uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it was like wearing a construction helmet. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it was I, the, the, I do have a pair of them still, but yeah, you we, know, we, we, we wore them once too. and then never again. <laughs> yeah, we really... we. You know what, though? Like, I always liked that technology. I thought it was cool. And it was especially cool when you were with a large group of people that all were all wearing them. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a very it was a very neat look to see that, you know? They, That's what it was called, right? Glue with the show? Am I, yeah, am I making that Yeah, with the up? show. Yeah, yeah, it was, right? They, they actually even, in, in Disneyland, they, um, it went a little bit further than just the uh, the shows were. Um, so, in Paint the Night, um, there was uh, there was the fairies, like, like Tinkerbell and the other fairies from from Peter Pan or from yeah, I guess the yeah. Tinkerbell shows. And if you were wearing the, the, the glow ears they they actually had wands and when they would point at yeah, you, yeah. it would actually change the colors on the ears as well. 
Yeah, I actually remember we were at Fantasmic and my wife was wearing the the ears and a kid kept coming up to her and, and with his magic wand and changing them. Yeah. Like he just was like literally harassing her with this wand where he kept changing it. <laughs> yeah. But, they, but they actually use those in the floats or in the, yeah, in yeah. the parades too. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Uh, the other thing they announced here too is that uh, we talked about this before. The uh, the Hey Disney voice assistant uh, that is you know going to be part of uh, all the hotel rooms at Disney World is also going to be at Disneyland. So that's that's mm-hmm. kind of nice that Disneyland's getting that too. Yeah, I, I feel like they you know it makes sense for them to not not reinvent the wheel on both coasts. Yeah, but like I, I know we've like it's 2021 and and we're talking about oh you know it's you know thankfully Disney's finally figured it out <laughs> right yeah, that, yeah you know yeah, yeah. you know uh, like it shouldn't be different that different between what you get in florida and what you get in disneyland and yeah I, I don't know what it took for them to figure this out finally but yeah i'm glad that that you know s- stuff like the uh the alexa in every room it helps it it helps if it is standardized because like it, yeah if you're used to going to Florida and then you go to California I know for us like we started in California and I'd been to Florida previously so I kind of knew how different it was but it was it was a big struggle to kind of wrap my head around like oh mm. how you're used to doing things in Disneyland is like totally different in Disney World so yeah the, these all kind of go with you know they, they are lining up both the parks so at least infrastructure wise they both make sense yeah i agree so the i think the last big thing and i have this as a separate topic is Mm -hmm. the mickey's toontown news and and this is probably not something i'm going to comment on because i don't know that area but you do right so they're they're reimagining all of mickey's toontown in disneyland i guess you never did you never go to toontown in when it was in disney world yes but i i didn't realize it was exactly the same so all right so it was a different um, well, yeah, it was cause yeah. Yeah. I guess Disneyland has the Roger rabbit cartoon spin and stuff. So, which they didn't mention anything in this about Roger rabbit, whether that's sticking around, but I think they would have said that it was closing if it was right. And, and they, cause they are also putting in, um, Mickey's runaway railway as well, which is going, uh, right next to Roger rabbit. So yeah, if they were yeah. planning to close down Roger rabbit, I don't understand why they would, they wouldn't yeah yeah like they, they would have already done it but um yeah no th- this is good because honestly toontown was uh you know we we took my son there i actually coincidentally i was looking back through pictures when he was like four when the first time we took him there and you know we got a lot of great pictures there and and we had a lot of fun but the area like th- there's a whole area near or what's now going to be the uh mickey's runaway railway that was like it was an area ca- called the gag factory, I think. And so there was a bunch of interactive stuff in there and we spent some time there, but then the rest of Toontown, it was like, th- so there was goofy as a house, Donald has a house and then Mickey and Minnie have houses. Mickey and Minnie's houses are character meets. So like you actually walk into the house and you, like you kind of, it's basically the queue up to the character meet. You end up at the back of the house and you, you meet, Mickey or Minnie. So, you know, we did the thing meeting Mickey. Um, but then the, the thing is, is that those two character meets were there, but then the goofy and Donald areas were like, they were stripped down so that there was nothing to do there for a long time. And when you really looked at it, 
Um, it was like, so you had like a little area over near Roger Rabbit where kids could interact. There was two character meets. There was the Roger Rabbit ride, which honestly for a lot of kids was not like, it's, it's kind of a freaky ride the same way that Mr. Toad is. Um, for anyone that's written Mr. Toad, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, so it really wasn't tuned well, like, like for being Toontown and, and, you know, attracting like, Hey, you know, young kids, it's, it's a cartoon land and all that. There actually wasn't, there hasn't been a lot to do there for a long time. And, um, I I remember this is going back to the nineties is that, so like, like what I'm talking about with some of the other houses being stripped down is like Goofy's house. It was actually, it, it was a bounce house. So so the, kind of awesome. yeah, the, the inside <laughs> of it was all rubber and everything, but I, I distinctly remember though, like, like this was, I was like, um, 13, I think we were, we we went there and, um, and I was there, my brother was, uh, he was about six or seven at the time. So, you know, we, we were in and out of these areas and I remember going to the bounce house and I, you know, looking around at this and there's all these kids jumping around in there and everything was made of, or, you know, it, it was meant to be like, like the the same material that they use in a bounce house. But then there was this fireplace over in the corner and the fireplace was actually made of plastic. And and I remember watching, you know, all these kids were jumping around this one kid. He jumps and he goes to like, like come down on his, on his butt on the fireplace. And I just saw him like thud onto the, (laughs) onto the fireplace. And, and he didn't, he didn't cry, but he definitely had a look of shock on his face and you could tell that it hurt. Um, and, and I knew like, when I look back on that, I'm like, yeah, I see why they pulled that kind of stuff out. Cause you know, it, it, it really wasn't <laughs> well thought through and, and like the whole area has kind of been suffering from that is that like they built it a long time ago, but they didn't really think about how it would like what it was actually supposed to do, which was to be like a, a young kid's land and, and a place where, um, you know, fa- like, like where young families can go and do stuff, not just walk around and look at yeah. things because, you know, honestly, young kids, they don't do that. You you need to have interactive things. You need to have Absolutely. interesting things there. And so, yeah, I'm I, looking at the, the design and everything, you know, it's, it looks like it'll be a, a good redesign and I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, somewhere along the way, something like Roger Rabbit does get pulled out because it may hit a point where it just doesn't make sense with the rest of Toontown. Yeah. Yeah. But, and by uh, the way, what they're doing here is they're doing a lot of green space. They're going to have like active play stuff, like interactive things. Yeah. They're saying, uh, children's will be able to play. Children will be able to play slide, spin, splash, touch, and listen. They're going to have natural space. Um, uh, some water tables, um, like a, like a tree that you can sit at. They're calling a dreaming tree. Like there's, there's all sorts of cool. Oh, I love the idea of the open space, right? Like I, I, I like that for, as a parent of a toddler, it's a great thing to have some open space and some interactive activities like that to really, you know, break up the day and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and where that area is, is actually that, that looks about where Donald's house or his boat, I guess it was, it was, uh, yeah, he had a boat and Mickey's or not Mickey, uh, goofy's house were so okay yeah those those are going to be pulled out yeah honestly that whole area has been dead space for for years (laughs) so yeah so that's good yeah uh by the way so that's all of our destination d23 things but i was Mm going to put a rumor in here about um paint the night supposedly coming to disney world possibly 
being at uh, Hollywood Studios and not Magic Kingdom. I didn't put it in there, mostly because it's an uh, unfounded rumor. And I also kind of think that they would have announced that at D23. But <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. They, maybe they're saving it. Who knows? I, maybe it's not final yet. But. Yeah, you know, and it may not be something that's coming back right away either. They they did uh, they did put some uh, focus on the uh, electrical parade coming back in Disneyland as well. Oh, that's right. I think I might have forgotten to put that on here. Magical. It, it, it was rumored a couple weeks ago, but uh, yeah, now they confirmed it that it is the the electrical light parade is um, Main Street electrical parade is coming back. So yeah, uh, so which so, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're you know they're going to focus on that first and kind of get the electrical parade going, and then it, you know I, I know D twenty three is a place where they kind of dump a lot of stuff, but all year long they've been announcing things. So exactly. You know, the, and this was only destination yeah. D twenty three. This is not the D twenty three Expo where they announced like a lot of like major stuff. This was this is kind of a smaller event. I feel like so. Yeah. Um. They they might announce this at another time, but it has been rumored forever that they were going to bring Paint the Night to uh, Disney World. So, um, which would be great if they did. I think everybody misses a nighttime parade there. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it'd be kind of cool if they put it in Hollywood Studios instead of uh, Magic Kingdom too. It would make sense because they, they did the same thing. They moved it in Disneyland from, uh, it was originally in Disneyland and they moved it over to California Adventure, which is the yeah. equivalent of Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, I can, I can see them doing that. And honestly, I, I do miss paint the night. It was, it's probably my favorite parade, like day or night parade wow. that I've ever yeah. seen. So it's really good. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. really, I've watched YouTube videos of it. I've never not seen it in person. But. It's, it's very different in person. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Should we wrap this up or do we want to talk really quickly about this holiday food and pick out a couple things? Um, Just so Damon can talk for more than a minute on the show. <laughs> nah. He's, no? He, he already said he's not interested. The, the only thing that stood out to me, that this uh, the, the turkey poutine looks pretty nasty. Oh, see, I thought it looked delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I was opposite on this. I thought I, it looked really good, minus the the cranberry on top. It, to me, it looks like leftovers. I know that's why it's great. You don't <laughs> like leftovers? Uh. That's why it's uh. great. I, see, I'm like in the uh, spaceship Earth cookie over here that they got going on the sandwich cookie, uh, and like a little red velvet cake over there that looks pretty good. Yeah, okay, I, I can see that. Also, though, over they got a Canada kitchen here, and they got a. Snickers Snickers doodle cookie with Snicker bar pieces. That looks good. I I don't get why Snicker is Snickers not a thing. No, it States? is. We we love Snickers here in the states. Okay. <laughs> I, I I don't understand why that's a Canadian specific thing. But I don't know. Maybe they just threw it there. The rest of the stuff looks like it's uh you know there's a maple flavored thing, a maple mousse. That sounds we, pretty good. We don't all eat maple syrup all the time, just so that's clear. I mean, to be fair, you did send me maple cookies one time. So. Yeah, because they're good. But <laughs> yeah, they were good. not a thing we have, though. I mean, we don't have maple cookies floating. Right. Around. Although, actually, I did find them at my local grocery store, so I take that back. You, you also don't have coffee crisp down there, I don't think, either. I don't even know what that is. What is that? What, what is that? You don't have coffee crisp? What is that? I've never heard of that. Oh my goodness! Okay, I'll I'll send you some coffee crisp for for again for our listeners. You know, hopefully some of you know what a coffee crisp is. It's a chocolate bar, but it's I, I guess it's very Canadian then. If that's it is, yes. Yeah, so I just googled it. It's a it's a co- chocolate bar made in Canada. Yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah. it's but it's see, I don't delicious. like coffee though. Am I not going to like this though if I don't like coffee? No, no. I I don't drink coffee hardly at all either. And but it's good. Like it's yeah. All right, all right. Well, yeah. If you want to send me some coffee, Chris, I'm not going to say no. Okay. Um, 
there's uh oh there's a there's a uh kitchen which is uh you know for for a Jewish kind of uh, themed kitchen, which I know my wife would like. There's a Hanukkah beer, even uh, that's cool. Potato latkes and some smoked salmon latkes. There's some good. Th- they've had that mm-hmm. in the past, though. That's not a new thing. They, they've had that one. Um, speaking of that, it's it's right by Morocco. I spent some extended time in Morocco this past trip, like just in like the back area where there's nobody, and it's so it's so peaceful and nice back there. I feel like. Well, I don't want more people to go back there because it's like a nice little quiet it, area. It, but the same way that apparently I have my own private bathroom by the Imagination <laughs> Pavilion. Yeah, don't don't be telling people about this, Dan. Uh, I know, Tom, yeah, I know. yeah, it'll it, it'll uh, it'll ruin it, and then then there'll just be crowds of people back there waiting for you to show up. That's that's true. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm just scrolling through here, see it, if there's anything else I want to point out. So uh, so <laughs> sorry, I'm I'm going the other way, and uh, I'm pointing out the things that I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> what are you what are you doing <laughs> well i don't know it's just th- there's a couple of things in here that are just sticking out to me as like oh why would they do that the, so in the uh in the france pavilion there's the napoleon uh salmon fume de brioche i guess which is okay it's a napoleon smoked salmon napoleon with layers of salmon dill mousse and creme fraiche on a brioche yeah, that sounds terrific. I'm with you on this. <laughs> like, and, it, and if you look at it, like at first I was like, "Oh, is that like an ice cream bar?" No, no, no. That's I, yeah. I thought it was ice cream too. Yeah. <laughs> no, it looks gross. What, not what I was expecting. I mean, I mean, I'm sure some people would be into it though. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I like salmon, but that looks like like a pressed brick of salmon. Yeah, yeah it looks that's kind of weird. <laughs> I, 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 I'm with you on that one. All right, yeah. you, you got you got me. You won me over on that one. All right, well let, let's let's just wrap up then. I, yeah. I don't see anything else on here that I want to talk about. Let's wrap up. Okay. All right. Uh, as uh, usual, if you guys want to reach us, you can always find us at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. We love getting your, your questions and, uh, you know, hearing trip reports from you guys. Uh, also, you can find us on Facebook, um, same thing, Welcome Home Podcast, or you can uh, also look for the Facebook group, which is Welcome Home Disney Waitlist. Um, we also are in there. We've, we've gotten some, uh, great topics from people, you know, you know, it's a, it's a good community. It's a good place to, to, uh, talk about Disney and not have all the drama that seems to attract in other Disney groups. So, you know, we're, we're the cool Disney group. So if you guys want to come hang out, uh, make sure you do, you know, it's probably one of the, the few reasons to stay on Facebook at this point, in my opinion. <laughs> um, yeah i agree yeah so yeah yeah come check out our facebook group and also if you guys want to uh uh, follow our youtube channel or instagram youtube is welcome home podcast instagram is welcome home pics uh anytime we go to the parks you guys will be able to uh catch videos and instagram stuff um through those channels also when we do live streams uh, those do get posted on youtube so if you do happen to miss a live stream you can always go back and rewatch it on youtube so make sure you guys subscribe there and if you're interested in picking up some merchandise, go to store.welcomehomepodcast.com and uh, uh, see what kind of uh, Welcome Home Podcast merch we got. There's there's uh, mugs, there's water bottles, T-shirts, all kinds of cool stuff like that. And if you're looking for something a little different, maybe uh, check out uh, Patreon. Uh, if you go on patreon.com slash welcomehomepod, we have a couple of different tiers for patreon and there is some exclusive merchandise tied to those as well so it's a it's a patreon exclusive logo and uh, it'll also get you access to the discord server which uh tom's talked about a couple of times that's a a place specifically for our patreon 
subscribers that, uh, you know, we have a little more, uh, intimate conversations there and, uh, you know, you know, same kind of vibe as the, uh, the Facebook group, but, uh, you know, we want to do something special for our Patreon followers. So, uh, yeah, make sure I will tell you, there are things that I talk about in the discord that will never come up on this show. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so. That's, that's fair. So yeah. Yeah. In fact, last night I was talking about some things in my trip that I would not bring up on if, the main show, but it's yeah, on if, the Discord. <laughs> if you're curious, make sure you guys go sign up on Patreon and uh, you know, you know, any tier will get you access to the Discord server. So yes. go check it out. Yep. And, and as usual, if you guys want to leave us a review on iTunes, uh, you know, please do so. We we definitely prefer the five star reviews, or Tom definitely does. He likes seeing the numbers go up. Um, Damon's on the other side where he enjoys the one star reviews, but um, you know, just if you, if you want to leave us a, a bad review, you know, give us a good reason. Don't just say boring. You know, that's, <laughs> that Not doesn't help. help, but, uh, you know, we, we, either way, we, we honestly appreciate any feedback you guys leave us. We appreciate, uh, you know, all of our listeners, everyone who reaches out to us, um, you know, it's great. We, we've kind of, we've kind of built the, this really fun community around this podcast. So, um, you know, just keep doing what you do guys and we'll just keep making episodes <laughs> yep exactly and uh don't forget to subscribe to welcome home podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode you can find our podcast on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, amazon music TuneIn, stitcher spotify any podcast app out there you can find us just search for welcome home look for the one that's disney and dvc just a reminder to our listeners welcome home podcast is for entertainment only we are not employed by the Walt disney company as such all opinions we express on the show are our own so please consult your dvc representative for more information about anything we talked about today big thank you to our sponsors dvc resale market and monero for sponsoring this episode please check them out they are uh, great partners of ours and uh we really appreciate when you uh work with them on uh, purchasing resale contracts or financing resale contracts Join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion. Of course, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon. This is Skipper Albert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. When we hit a chair, how she can cuddle is not.